It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, and today we're in Southern California. We are on the campus of Whittier College, just outside of Los Angeles, and we are broadcasting in front of this beautiful live studio audience. All right, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Whittier College. We are here to uh, award a few student athletes and students on campus at Whittier for their uh, extra efforts with academics and with philanthropy and community service, and we bring on the show now Melanie Peel. Hi, Melanie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I hear, don't be scared. This is easy. Uh, We're going to talk about your presidential scholar status. Now, I probably butchered that. Are you, is it a presidential scholar? Yes, the title is Presidential Scholar Athlete. So you won a title. You're the Presidential Scholar Athlete. What is your team? Uh, Water polo and swimming. (laughs) Water polo and swimming. So you're a two-sport athlete at Whittier, and uh, and you're smart as hell to boot. Sure. Yeah, what is your major? (laughs) Biology and environmental science. Oh, that is hard. And you, I'm going to assume you're like 4.0 across the board, huh? Um, close, yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. But uh, a scholar nonetheless, do you have any advice for our young listeners out there that are maybe having trouble with their academics? What is your, you're an academic expert now. What do you want to say to the, to the kids of America at risk or otherwise that are just having trouble with school and don't think it's that important? Um, if you like competition at all, you should move that to the classroom and try to compete with yourself and with others to do good stuff. That's Melanie Peel. Let's have a round of applause for her. Thank you so much. Thank you, Melanie. And uh, next we bring up Kevin Ewing. Hi, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Ewing, how you doing? Kevin Ewing, and you are, I'm fine, thank you. And uh, you're on the lacrosse team. Tell us about your uh, community service. Yeah, uh, men's lacrosse here at Whittier. Like, we always love to give back to the community. Um, actually, during our spring break trip this past uh, March, we went back to Philadelphia and volunteered with like a youth clinic with a bunch of kids, like third and fourth grade age back in uh, Radnor, Pennsylvania, and just had a great time showing the kids how to play a little lacrosse. And those kids, uh, they, you know, I lo- know they love sports, but when they get involved oh with uh, mentorship and, and see yeah. your eyes, what's it like for you to see their eyes light up? Oh my God, yeah, they love lacrosse, and then just like being out there with a bunch of college-age athletes, like, it was great for them, and honestly, even better for us, like, it was really rewarding, and like, I think a lot of our guys got a lot out of it, and um, it's like a really good bonding experience for us. That's, you, hit on the, you hit the nail on the head. It was great for them, but it was probably even better for you guys. Yeah. So it's inspirational for me and our listeners and everybody here to learn uh, about community service, make a difference, get up off your couch like everybody here at Whittier College, get involved with your communities. Let's have a round of applause for everybody here tonight. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Go Poets. <laughs> and I can't thank you guys enough for hosting the Adam Red Show. 
fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. We are at the second annual Unified Track State Championships with the IHSAA on the campus of Indiana University. Our guest is Lee Lonzo from Champions Together. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm great, Adam, and I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be back at this wonderful event. Uh, Second year now. Last year, of course, the inaugural. Huge fanfare. Just as much this year. Oh, oh, probably even more so, Adam. Uh, Last year, we had 13 teams in the sectionals, and we were extremely pleased with that. First year out, we didn't get notice until late. Uh, This year, we had 39 schools uh, compete in the sectionals. We had to go from two sectionals to five sectionals. It's a much bigger deal this year than it was last year. So for our listeners uh, across the country, let's first get into really the definitions. Uh, Unified track, what is that for somebody listening at home right now that maybe has never heard that term? Well, unified sports is a concept that was developed by Special Olympics, and it consists of having teams where you have an equal number of students or people with disabilities and students or people without disabilities. So the concept here is we've got track teams that are representing their high school, which is a key thing. And on those teams, you've got students with special needs and students who are general ed students, uh, both competing together, all scoring points, trying to get that team trophy. You've been... uh leadership consultant, a teacher, an attorney, an administrator, an athletic director, uh, and now I don't want to narrow it down this simply, but this is really your full-time job, working with unified sports and champions together and special Olympics and special athletes and partner athletes. Uh, How's this been for you personally? Adam, it's almost as if I've I've been preparing my entire life to do this. Uh, It it certainly is not something that I had a lot of knowledge about going into it, uh, but I have found it so rewarding. And uh, uh, as I'm uh, on the back nine of my life and my my career, I'm feeling like, boy, I found a great niche for myself where I can still make a difference because, boy, I can tell you this, this sport is making a difference. Lee Lonzo is our guest, the director of Champions Together, um, unified track, special Olympics athletes with their partner athletes uh, playing the same sport for, to achieve a goal of winning a championship, as well as just having fun and you know, some life lessons and getting along and inclusion in a school. You see this sweeping the country, and your program uh, in your state was one of the first uh, in the country. Um, let's talk about how this is, I guess, sweeping the country. How much? How many states are involved with this thing? How many states are left to go? Yeah, well, it, it's really kind of hard to put a definition on how many, give you a specific number, because there are so many who are starting up the program. There are a few that have been at it longer than we have. Uh, uh, Connecticut, for example, and uh, West Virginia. Virginia are, are both well into this, uh, but Indiana is now one of the leaders, and we, we're, we're just looking to do nothing but expand. We, we are trying to be an example for other states because we think we have a great model here, uh, but yes, uh, when, when you watch ESPN now, you're going to hear them talk about unified sports and play unified, and ESPN has become a sponsor of this, a uh, partner of this uh, movement, and you're going to hear a lot about it. You're going to hear a lot about it as ESPN uh, uh, covers the uh, <clears throat> World Games this summer. You're, you're going to see more and more states doing what Indiana has already done. 
And you can follow that hashtag, Play Unified. I know on Twitter, uh, it's at Champs Together. Very involved on Twitter and the social platforms. Uh, Lee Lonzo is our guest. We're talking about Special Olympics and Unified Sports and Champions Together in the sanctioned state championship now um, that Unified Track is in a lot of states around the country. Uh, there are some states that are involved that aren't doing a sanctioned state championship. So I guess as we move forward and try to expand, as you, you said a few minutes ago, expansion is the key uh, in your state with expansion. What would you say to a, a school, an athletic director, a principal to get them to jump on board with this program? Well, Adam, as wonderful as this event was today, that's not really what it's all about. What it's all about is all the preparation that went into this prior to this. And anybody who has competed in, in sports knows that. That what you really get out of this as you look in the rearview mirror is what you got out of practices and what you learned about life values. And one of the keys that I see is I travel the state talking to these people who are in the middle of the practice season, if you will, getting ready for this event, is a change in the culture about inclusion. Uh, uh, in some cases, we've got special education students who are telling us that those same kids that used to bully me and or ignore me in the hallways, now we're on the team together. I sit at the cool kids' table for lunch, and if anybody starts to give me a problem, I got some football player or somebody who, who's on my team who's got my back, and they don't allow that to happen. That's the difference we're making. And you work very closely with a few uh, individual athletes from Special Olympics um, on a personal level and, and promoting this throughout uh, the country. Uh, tell us some of the success stories you have with those individual athletes. Well, uh, it, it's, it's basically a retelling of that story that I just told. I, I, I've got one uh, who is a, a, just a great kid. He, uh, he gives speeches and he starts out by saying, I have cerebral palsy and things are tough for me. But when he goes on to tell this story about going through his entire life wanting to compete in sports, but nobody will let him. They either think he's not good enough or he might get hurt. They just don't want him. And anybody who's been involved with athletics has probably been in a situation where you went out to play and you asked the big kids, can I play too? And that's what all these athletes are doing. All they're asking is, can I play too? So when they get the answer is, yes, you can play too. And you're not just out there as a student with special needs. You're just one of a team. And when you're out at these meets, you don't see the difference between the partners and the athletes. They all have their school logo across there. And they're competing for their school. And a lot of them even get letter jackets and letter awards. And there's nobody who appreciates it more than these athletes who are uh, part of Unified Track. We've been asking. Lee Lonzo, always a pleasure having you on the show. You're one of our uh, expert reporters, I guess, uh, our Special Olympics liaison. And, and we love having you on to talk about champions together and unified sports. And we'll love to bring you on in the future to talk more about it. We wish you the best of luck with Champions Together and everything you do. I appreciate that, Adam. I always look forward to being here and I look forward to the next time. remove those cars immediately before they would be towed. And you'll be happy to know that the car was not towed. Thank you, Mr. P.A. announcer. At the Unified Track State Championships with the IHSAA. I'm Adam Ritz. We want to continue this theme now with the CEO of Special Olympics Indiana, who was also an integral part of the planning and the facilitating of this uh, great event, Unified Track and the State Championships. Michael Furnish is our guest, and we had a quick conversation with Michael Furnish, CEO of Special Olympics, about Unified Track and the State Championship. 
Okay, year two. I mean, the first year was a huge success. This one seems to be as successful. What are your thoughts? I uh, am going to say more successful, Adam. The, um, I've spent the whole day watching this meet thinking how well-named the program is. Uh, teams that finished first, finished 10th. The competitors that finished across the spectrum all felt like champions today. And I think from year one, we're beginning to see how these teammates are working together in ways that are really inspiring, not just for the special needs students, but for everybody that's on the team. Uh, this event's turning into something that's really making a difference, I think. Uh, statewide growth, national growth. Um, from your office, pretty proud to be one of the forefront states to be on board with Unified Track as this spreads across the country. Uh, what would you have to say to um, an Indiana high school or a different state on the other side of the country to get involved and be part of this program? It's, uh, it, I would encourage, I think we've been inspired by the level of interest for this program in Indiana. We are seeing how schools can transform the way they think about themselves by having a team. And we're getting all kinds of tremendous testimonial from school principals, athletic directors, the coaches, that it's doing the things they want to accomplish in their school. It's, it's making the kind of difference that makes their school a better place to go. And I don't know why you wouldn't do that if you could. Welcome to the show, cameraman extraordinaire, Mike Culver. Hi, Mike. How are you? Doing great today, Adam. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Pretty good. After the event we just uh, witnessed, um, I want to introduce Mike. As I said, cameraman extraordinaire. Uh, he is uh, the videographer, the shooter, the editor for all the videos that Ritz Media uh, takes care of. And uh, I was proud that Ritz Media was invited to... Uh, shoot and um, cover from a media perspective, also from this uh, radio show's perspective, the IHSAA State Championship Unified Track. It's been the uh, the second year this thing's gone on, and we, we actually shot it last year as well. Uh, it's pretty emotional to see these kids, uh, the Special Olympics athletes, their partner athletes working together to win a state championship uh, for their school, 10 schools involved with the state championship that we we just saw. And real quick to set it up for our listeners, um, we've had Lee Lonzo on the show a thousand times talking about unified sports and Special Olympics. And what this is, uh, unified sports, is, uh, is when a high school has um, uh, student athletes and uh, Special Olympic athletes work together on the same team, the same sport, same team, uh, to win a state championship. And now in the United States, unified track is a sanctioned state championship at, at several state levels. Now, we've still got a long way to go to get this thing uh, coast to coast in all 50 states, but I'd say there's about 10 states now doing this, and we're happily involved to be uh, uh, the videographers and the media for the Champions Together program for the IHSAA. So today, uh, I want to mention uh, something I witness that touched my heart. I want to ask Mike about uh, you were shooting B-roll, seeing these kids watch the finish line. So I'll put you on the spot here in a second about uh, seeing these kids cross the finish line and what it meant to you and your heart. Do you have a couple stories you want to share with us? Yeah, uh, most important uh, today was just a very, uh, very special day. Uh, you could feel the love from uh, all the athletes, the partner athletes, and uh, I just can't believe I'm a part of it and asked to be uh, the videographer to capture such awesome moments. Uh, as, a, as a video perspective, uh, 
just you, you don't see this every day and uh, I've done different things for uh, different sports but uh, when you see these kids and the connection that you see on the field and with these coaches I mean you're really feeling the love you're feeling unified you're feeling you're feeling the passion that's uh, driving these kids and and driving them to push their other fellow athletes and uh, it's just really amazing Adam that is cool, and I, you got a little tear in your eye. I want to describe that for our listeners. They can't see your face, but uh, you can't help but smile and get emotional when you talk about Special Olympics and unified sports. Uh, one of the things I saw today, we did some uh, interviews with some of the athletic directors and coaches, and uh, one of the coaches we interviewed, he's also the school's athletic director, and he was talking about how he got on board and brought this program to his school with the help of the students at his school. In fact, it's a student-run organization, so uh, he was involved as an administrator. Uh, it was a little extra work for him, and he was talking about how he knew it was going to be extra work for him and that it just uh, was another part of his job, I guess, per se. He never realized how much it was going to affect him emotionally. And if, as his, the season went on and he's working with these special athletes at his school, getting all the way up to the state championship uh, he was crying as he was telling us this story on camera and I just wanted to relay that to our listeners that as you move forward it's the kind of thing that uh, if, if you've never seen an orange car before and somebody tells you they just bought an orange car now all of a sudden you see an orange car everywhere you go well now you're hearing about unified track unified sports with special olympics um, you are going to start hearing about this more and more wherever you wherever you live wherever you you travel to and you'll understand uh, what it means to everybody's heartstrings, to their emotions, to the passion and love that you speak of. It's a great thing to get involved with. If you have a high school student that is um, athletic or not and they want to get involved with something at their school, ask your kids if they have unified sports or unified track at their high school. If they investigate and they don't have it, have your son or daughter get behind this cause and really uh, launch this at their high school. They'll they'll be proud they did. Their school will be proud they did. You'll be proud they did. It's really something to, uh, to cheer and be proud of. So we encourage you to check out the hashtags on Twitter, Unified Track. Hashtag uh, Play Unified is one of their hashtags, Play Unified. Look it up, Unified Track online. Google it. Learn more about it. We are proud to be behind it with the Special Olympics, and we want to thank you, Mike, for all the hard work you do uh, with Ritz Media. Thank you. Truly my honor, Adam. Thank you. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. The Adam Ritz Show, continuing on from College Park, Maryland, the University of Maryland. We're honored to have head coach Randy Etzel with us. Hi, coach. How are you? I'm doing great. Maryland Terps football in the Big Ten now. Yep. Uh, that's exciting for me as a Big Ten fan. Um, is it as exciting for – a Big Ten now, I guess, coach of, of the team. You're on the inside. I, you're not a fan. You're the, you're one of the main players in this whole thing. Is this as exciting to you? It really is. I mean, to have the opportunity to uh, compete against the uh, uh, the likes of uh, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, uh, Indiana, Rutgers on our in the East Division, and your alma mater, Purdue, and uh, Minnesota, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa. Um, 
those are Northwestern, those are things in Illinois, those, it, it is, it's exciting with the history, tradition, what the Big Ten stands for, it, it really is. It's, a, it's an honor to be able to be a head coach in the Big Ten, and it's going to be a tremendous challenge, but one that we're really looking forward to. It's exciting for me, again, as a Big Ten fan, I grew up in Big Ten country, I went to Purdue, um, Rutgers and Maryland now on board, it's exciting, it's an exciting time to be a Big Ten fan, an exciting time to be a football fan, and we like talking to head football coaches on this program, not only about Big Ten football, but about uh, some more important issues off the field, character, integrity. Uh, sometimes we get the best advice about character integrity from a guy like you, a head football coach, because those those issues are paramount with your own players and how you do what you do. Well, it is. And what what I believe in and as a head coach now for 16 years, it's I like to develop these young men holistically. You know, I want to develop them as, uh, as people. I want to develop them as students, and I want to develop them as, as athletes. And one of the things that, uh, that we really believe in after we take a look at the evaluation process and assess a young man's uh, skill level, the things that are most important to me is, uh, is, is education important to him? Does he want to get a degree? And then is he a person who's a hard worker? And then also, is he a person of good character? Because those are the traits that I think we as coaches have to still in, instill in these young men is they're here to develop them and help them grow so they can leave here and go on and be successful in whatever endeavor they, they choose. Now, I know you wouldn't recruit a guy with, with character issues or, or low integrity, but um, you know, there's 100 guys on your team. It's just percentage and mathematics that at least one guy might have a little bit of an issue through his four years of college. What do you what do you I know what you say on the field with X's and O's, you know, football in and out. What do you say about life, about character, about being a gentleman to to a guy that maybe hasn't bought into that aspect of the program? Well, I think what everybody has to understand in this day and age with social media and and uh, uh, all the uh, in th things that are out there that people can watch you is you got to be on top of your game every step of the way. You've got to make sure that you do what's right when nobody's looking. And um, for me, it's it's just trying to tell these young people that they have so much going for them, and what they have to do is is treat people with respect. Uh, make sure that you do everything that you possibly can to make sure that you're doing the best you can each and every day. And, and it's, it's one of those things that sometimes we do have some people that slip up. But again, you give them second chances. And I think from the standpoint of as we talk about it as much as we can, I like to bring people in to talk to the guys just to reinforce what we're doing. But they have to understand that they, if they want to get to where they want to in life, they have to have character. They have to have integrity. They have to be people who treat people the right way. And you've got to do things the right way all the time. Coach Randy Etzel is our guest, head football coach, University of Maryland. We talk a lot about mentors and mentoring and how important it is for the guys on your team to be uh, a role model in their community. Uh, you're a role model, a mentor to guys on your team and, and students uh, in the College Park area. Um, I want to learn about some of your mentors, uh, even if it's somebody I've never heard of. Uh, can you give us one of your mentors? Well, I've had a lot. And, uh, you know, I've been very, very fortunate to um, – uh, to get to where I am today because of uh, mentors and people who took an interest in me. And it goes back to, first and foremost, my father. Um, he was probably my biggest mentor. Uh, didn't always agree with what he did or how he did it, but 
to this day, I thank him every day for doing what he did to make me the, uh, the man that I am. And, and then even my high school football coach um, was a guy that uh, uh, took an interest in me and shaped me and molded me and, and instilled those values that uh, I still have today. And probably one of my biggest mentors is uh, Tom Coughlin. Uh, Tom Coughlin is a gentleman who uh, I played for uh, at Syracuse. He was my quarterback coach, and then uh, I coached under him for uh, seven years, uh, three years at Boston College, and then four years with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he epitomizes uh, everything you'd want in a coach, everything that you would want in a mentor. Uh, he does it the right way. Uh, he doesn't expect uh, – he'll do – everything that he's supposed to do and and not expect you to do anything less and so uh, I would say those probably are the three most important uh, mentors that I've had and and the one thing that I look at in my job is this is is being a coach and and really I'm in it because I want to give back I want to do something for these young men that my father uh, John Genser, my high school coach, Tom Coughlin did for me. And, and in this role as a head football coach at uh, the University of Maryland, I'm a teacher, I'm a coach, I'm a mentor, and I'm a parent away from home. And I feel, based upon what I've learned throughout my 56 years of life, is that when you're in those roles, it's important for me to provide these young men with opportunities they never thought they could have, but I also think that I have to provide them with better opportunities than I had for myself. And I think that's really the role of the coach. That's how I perceive it. And I think if you do things that way and you do those things off the field, all the winning and everything else on the field will take care of itself. Well said, Coach Randy Etzel, and we love the college football history that uh, Tom Coughlin was your coach at Syracuse. So as a young 17-year-old, Tom Coughlin was sitting on your couch recruiting you. That's cool to hear. Well, it is. And uh, the thing is, is, and it's interesting, is I thought he was the toughest guy going and he was so meticulous and he was demanding. But as you grow up and you get older, you say, wow, uh, you know, he was really good at what he did. And it's like your parent. You didn't always agree with it, and you wondered what they were doing. And then, like I said, now I'm doing some of the same things that he did. And I'm probably – my players are probably saying the same thing. But the thing about it is um, it's just in this role that we're in, in the society that we live in today, we still have to make sure we're emphasizing uh, the right values – with these young people so they can go on and, and be successful regardless of how tough it is on the outside for them. Coach Randy Etzel, we thank you so much for your time and wish you the best of luck here at Maryland. Thank you. appreciate it very much. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. Our guest is Bob Mangine. He is the uh, Director of Sports Medicine and Associate Athletic Director for the University of Cincinnati Bearcat Athletics. Hi, Bob. How are you today, Adam? I'm doing fantastic, and today's topic with our conversation is going to be about community service, and you were just bragging to me about all the community service that your student-athletes do and perform. Tell us about the uh, community service from the Bearcat perspective. Well, I think from the Bearcat perspective, it's critical uh, for you to teach your kids to give back. I think kids today need to accept responsibility, and the fact is, you know, when you're a Division I college athlete, 
football, basketball, soccer, you know, the little kids come out and watch you play. And it's important that you get back into the community, give back to the kids, so the kids really can see you as a role model because you really are a role model. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's such negative publicity today in the media about, you know, professional athletes, college athletes, the negative uh, problems they get into. Part of our philosophy is to put our players in a positive position. And the best positive position is to have the kids go into the community or bring the kids out uh, to us uh, and, and have that interaction because then our players feel that responsibility to, hey, there's actually this little kid that's watching me play. Here's a little young man who I can influence or a young girl I can influence. And I think that if we can get our young kids today who have been pampered into the mode that they have a social responsibility, then I think that's critical in their learning development. Well, I have to imagine, too, that um, one of your student-athletes, after a interaction or community service with a young person, uh, and we're talking like elementary age school kids that they work with, maybe reading or something like that. Right. i got to believe that they walk away from that really be, almost being more touched by that by that kid than the kid was by the student athlete. And one of the big ones is reading to the kids, uh, going into the, the elementary schools, the junior high schools, uh, and having our kids interact with the young kids in a reading mode or, or some sort of math mode. Our players really, you never have to worry about having enough players. He has too many players. Everybody wants to volunteer because, as you said, when you go into there and you, you see those eyes bright, light up and, and the kids' expressions, a smile, uh, you get that positive feedback. The kids like that, and the kids want to go back for more. It's almost uh, contagious to some of our players. Bob Mangine is our guest, the Associate Athletic Director in charge of sports medicine for the University of Cincinnati. We're talking about community service. How do you, um, I guess, get hooked up with these organizations that have children? Do they contact you and say, hey, we hear you do this reading program. Will you come, will you send your basketball team to read with our kids? Or how, how do you hook up with these groups? Well, it, it is just that way. It's a lot of the community groups, the schools, uh, community centers who will call Cassandra Thorpe, our life skill director, and, and ask for our kids to come out and, and read to the kids or, or work with the kids. And our players love to do it. And I think that, that it gives them that opportunity to interact with somebody and be in a role model mode. Because it wasn't too long ago when they were that little kid yeah. looking up to somebody, whether it be college or, or pro, uh, to serve that role. So I think our kids really feel good about that. All right, fantastic. Bob Mangione from the University of Cincinnati. I'd also like to thank our guest, Randy Etzel, head coach of Maryland football. Lee Lonzo from Champions Together. Michael Furnish from Special Olympics. Ritz Media's own Mike Culver. And again, we want to congratulate our live audience from Whittier College in Los Angeles for hosting the Adam Ritz Show. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Ritz. And we'll see you on Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.